Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 151. Yeah. It's, it's the same forwards and backwards, it's, but oh, not upside down, Chris. It's a palindrome. It's 121 upside down. <laughs> True. Is it? Is it really? No. 121 upside no. down? No. It's not, not that's exactly. Not how, that's not how fives work. I think it's, <laughs> it, it'd, still be, it'd still be 151. <laughs> that isn't how fives work. You're right. You're right. Um, fives work like it this, depends. Chris. High, That's right. <laughs> just like they are so supposed to be. High fives work High like fives. this. Yep. Yes. Uh, dude, so so what have you been up to this week? <laughs> oh, man. So it's been like over, over a week since we got last podcasted because we... Yep. Uh, we did the early review of Batman vs. Superman. Since then, John, I've seen it two more times. And since then, I have slept a lot. <laughs> uh, for a total of three times, which I never thought I'd see this movie as many times as I saw Star Wars in that theater. That just seems wrong, Chris. There are just some severely wrong things about but, what you just said. Well, we saw the pre-screening, and then I needed to take my wife to go see it, so we went. I went with Didi. Okay. And then uh, some friends from work. I uh, wanted to go see it as well. So okay. I was like, all right, yeah, I mean, I'll see it again. I, I didn't dislike it. See, I, I just yeah, never yeah. thought that I would see this in theaters three times. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, and just thinking about like Star Wars, the big event that it was and how pumped we both are about Star Wars, it's just strange to me where it's all of a sudden now, if you go see this one more time in, in, in movie going terms, you've just dubbed it more important than Star Wars. Oh, I mean, I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> I just can't. So if anybody's like, oh, man, let's go see this movie. I'll pay for your ticket, Chris. You're just going to be like, no. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I mean, th- I have to end it here. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it off. Yes. Uh, so I've seen that three times. I, uh, I pre-ordered PlayStation VR, John. Boom. Dude, you sent me that text, and I was... Uh, I, was I got no response. I was out, I was out uh-huh. and I was in uh-huh. like a, a meeting with somebody, uh-huh. and I looked down, and I'm like, yes. Secretly, I, okay. I, I did a uh, I did the what the Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, <laughs> yes. you know that I, situation. I sent it to you, and I can neither one of you responded, and I was like, oh, see, I was really excited. I've never <laughs> talked to I've never talked to Ike about VR though. Like I, I, I don't either. know I don't know where he uh, where he like, stands. Yeah, if he's into it or or, or that. So Ike, if you're listening, uh, tell us <laughs> tell us what you think of VR, <laughs> or we could just ask him. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just ask him. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so uh, I'm I'm super super pumped about that. I I grabbed the, I think it's called like the starter. What? I, hang on, let me pull it up. The I, exact wording. Yeah, the exact. Is it, is it the ultimate uh, starter bundle, or or is it something the, like that? The most awesome ultimate starter bundle. It, it, let's see here. Let's find the, <laughs> the photo I sent you. So, wait, where did that it, go? Here's the question. Oh, I sent it to both. Of is you. this one uh, the the one with the move in it, or yes? It, so it has the move in it too. So th- this one co- this one comes with the PlayStation VR. Yeah. The PlayStation I, since I don't have that. Yep. And then two move controllers. Hmm. One for each hand. Uh, I assume so. Yeah. And then um, and then a, a game. Where? What game on. though? I'm, hey, give me two seconds. I'm oh, just going to look this up. All right. I can't Chris. find the the text I sent you. <laughs> So VR, we're all going to be hanging out at your place uh, doing VR. I'm looking at the photo right now, Chris. I have it right here. Uh, but it doesn't say what's in it, actually. Mm. 
It just says, thank you, your order has been placed. Uh, so that's a, that's Estimated a delivery of October 31st, 2016, which okay. is the day it's released. This is all from Amazon, Chris, which, uh, which I was kind of surprised. I thought you might do the GameStop thing, but are there GameStop uh, pre-orders yet? Here's the thing. I don't know. Like, I, need to, I was going to do the GameStop thing. I got online to pre-order from GameStop, and it's literally GameStop mailing it to me. I had to pay like a lot of shipping what? from GameStop. You can't do it like in the store, like from a store. So I, I just haven't gone in to do it. Uh, like I need to go in and be like, hey, can I pre-order it here and uh, then pick it up? Well, like I also midnight? figure, That's I also I, figure Amazon knows how many they're gonna get. Whereas like individual store GameStops, I, there was uh, there was problems with my Xbox One whenever I pre-ordered it from a few places or whatever, where it was like, oh, you're you're on the list, and then it was like, oh, but we're not going to get as many as we thought we were. Mm. And then, so I had to go find a place like last second pre-order mm. from Best Buy. Yeah. Um, and they had plenty, but I mean, it was a, it was a runaround too. So there's always a risk. Well, like the first time it went on pre-sale, I waited to check. Like I, I forgot, like I just wasn't on the ball, on the ball. Like I just, I think I had a meeting that I could have stepped out of it, but I was just kind of like, I'll just get it after the meeting. No, they sold out in eight minutes. Holy cow. On Amazon. And so. How many do they have? Like. I don't know. 300? I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever their allotment was. So then they, they, they sent me another email and it's like, hey, uh, we're getting another allotment. It's, it's going to go on sale 4 o'clock on, I think, last Thursday. I was like, all right, I'm getting it. So like, Now is the moment. <laughs> I, I was like, made sure like, I was on my phone, like refreshing the page at 4 o'clock, bought it, pre-ordered it. Um, because I was like, man, I don't want to miss out on launch day. At least, you know, say I can't get it at midnight. That's fine. Yeah. I'll just take the day off or something like that, like play it on launch day. Yeah. And that's just as good. Well, we already discussed how if you had uh, done the midnight launch thing, I would have gone with you, and then you probably wouldn't have gotten to play it nearly as much. So in this <laughs> way, if you take off that day, I'm not probably going to take off that day. So if you take off that day, you can play during work hours. Then I'll come over that evening, and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll play. So this was the PlayStation VR launch bundle. It includes a VR headset, processor unit, VR headset connection cable, HDMI cable, USB cable, stereo headphones, AC power cord, AC adapter, PlayStation VR demo disc, PlayStation camera, two PlayStation Move motion controllers, and PlayStation VR World's game disc. VR World's game disc. Yeah, whatever. So this is why I got this. I wanted this one, too, because I don't own the PlayStation Eye. Yeah. That's required. Yeah. I don't own any PlayStation Move controllers. That's not required, but I'm like, what if I find a game that does need them? Well, I think about, so So I was doing some, I was looking up about some VR games, Chris, and I, I've been amped about various different titles uh, at any given time, and and uh, games that are, the thing that appeals to me is games that are actually kind of games, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I, the experiences, those are going to be amazing, and I'm, I'm going to be fully sold on those, but I'm, I'm in more interested with PlayStation VR specifically because of the games. And so there's the game Golem that I was looking up and then I was, I was looking at it and uh, watching some, some gameplay and it actually requires a uh, PlayStation move. So I'm glad you have the PlayStation move controller because that game specifically um, ah. requires the move because you kind of guide yourself around the environment using the move controller. So then that, and that's the thing I was like, I don't want to, if I'm going to buy this thing, I want to get the full package so I can experience all the experiences. And plus, it's cheaper this way. So yeah. each um, PlayStation I is $60. PlayStation Move controllers, I couldn't find any any less than $30. Oh, so a so piece. So that's, that's, that's an additional $120 to the PlayStation VR. Mm. Like, you're, you're already over the 
the the price of this bundle. The bundle's uh, five hundred instead of four hundred. That's, that's know, a really so. good point. And then plus it's got the extra game in there. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's not anything special. It's just like probably a bunch of tech demo kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, but like. I was like, if I'm going to buy this, I want this one. I want it on day one. Like, I don't want to have to piecemeal this together. Yeah. I just want everything I need to make this work all in one box. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand. Totally understand. And I, that's, that's just it makes perfect sense, too. Because, again, you don't want to... You don't want to have a game and be like, oh, I can't play this now because yeah. I, I really wanted to play this game. But, I mean, we do enough research before we buy things to where that probably wouldn't happen right. anyway. Right. But... Um, I would want, wouldn't want to limit your VR experience just because you didn't have a, uh, a move controller. I also did something else, John. What did you do? Had to do with pre-orders. Had to do with pre-orders? I canceled my Quantum Break pre-order. <gasps> Blasphemy. Not because I think the, the game's going to be bad no. or is going to do poorly or anything like that. Uh, it's just I have way too many other things to play. Yeah. Okay, I'm still I'm working my way through the division. I'm like level 21 or 22. Can't remember. Yep, I'm level was, 22. I'm right there late with last you. night whenever I got off. Um, so working my way through the division. I st- still haven't touched the Rise of the Tomb Raider at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is DLC for Arkham Knight that I really want to play. And I'm still working my way through that game. You're still working my way through that? You need to you need to take back from me if you want to play the I DLC. I know this is an old game, but I, uh, I bought... GTA 5 over the holidays. I what? still haven't touched that. Dude, I didn't know you bought GTA. Was it during the sale? It was during the, the sale. Was sale? That, yeah, it was like it was like there was this weird time whenever like I had Microsoft points and like GameStop gift cards and like weird stuff where I just got like five games. The planets aligned, Chris. <laughs> the planets did align. Five games for like thirty dollars. You know, like I spent only thirty dollars of my own money or something like that. And I was Interesting. Like, mm, this That's is awesome. awesome. So actually I don't know if I spent even that much. Anyway. <laughs> It was fantastic. Knowing all the sales, you probably didn't. <laughs> probably not. Uh, so I still have that. I haven't like dived into yet. Um, I there's the Wolf uh, Among Us. This is a news item, but uh, the Wolf Among Us, right? That's the name of it. The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, that's the the, the, the Telltale game. The Telltale. Yeah. That, no. No. Uh, uh, is it the Wolf Among Us? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. You should check that out. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it's coming. It's going to be free next month on what? Xbox Live. I had no Live. idea, Chris. Yeah, the two, the two Xbox One me. games that are free next month, Wolf Among Us and Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. So this is news, but whatever. <laughs> People need to check out Sunset Overdrive and Wolf Among Us. Yeah. We'll, still, we'll still talk about it in the news section. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my thoughts on all of this <laughs> until the news section. So Chris. I've got that to play. I have some Disney Infinity stuff to play. Yeah. Uh, especially after what we are reviewing today. Yeah. And we played earlier. Yeah. This evening. Yeah. So, Battlegrounds. If if you didn't see the title of the podcast, we uh we did. Th- there's a new Marvel expansion, Battlegrounds. Um, and we'll be reviewing it later. Yes. So I mean, I just have a lot. Yeah. That's and a lot I'm of like, games, Chris. And I'm like, I don't want to spend another like forty, fifty bucks, basically, after tax, and. For a game that's just gonna literally sit on my shelf, don't you for, need a coaster for three or four months before I even possibly get to it? Or yeah. this is my other this is my other fear. I didn't want to buy that, get so enraptured with that that I like push all my other games even further back. Interesting. So I, I guess like I haven't so, finished Battlefront. So there's 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 that game DLC for Modern Warfare Three. Oh my gosh, Chris! All of these things—not Modern Warfare Three, Modern Warfare Three, uh, no, Black, I'm Ops sorry, 3? Black Ops Three. Modern Warfare Three was like a few years ago. Yeah, if, you yeah. if you haven't experienced all of that, Chris, <laughs> I would just call that one 
good. <laughs> like, let's I'm never just, get into it. Yeah, let, let's just. There's got to be a cutoff somewhere. <laughs> they, where uh, is the cutoff, Chris? This is this is the question I mean, that, is that I pose to you right now: is where is the cutoff? Maybe that's a question for another time. Anyway, so. With all the games, there's also more that are coming out, Chris. So it's like we almost like we just have to catch up. Yeah. And then so that way we're good for like the summer and fall games. Yeah, I think like, you know, uh, I don't know that there's anything huge like so the Uncharted is next month. Right. Okay. I'm definitely gonna play that. Yeah. Next month being once it's posted, it's April. So May. Yeah. Uh I still that's the other thing. I still I'm in the middle of Uncharted two. I gotta finish Uncharted two and play Uncharted Three. Wow. So I have a, I have this way a lot. So I'm like, can't make room for I'm sorry, Quantum Break. <laughs> I just I can't make room for You're you. probably an awesome game, but it's not gonna happen. And so I'll just buy it whenever I can actually play it and appreciate it. I kinda wanna wanna sit down and like see how this works, like if we if I sat down and played it with like my wife. Because it's like you sit there and watch the the, the TV show stuff, it's like half an hour. I feel like that would be cool. It's like it just depends on like whether or not you can play that like single player stuff together and it actually like be fun, you know, cause sometimes it is fun to watch people play games. Otherwise Twitch wouldn't exist. Right. But sometimes it's just kind of like, this is just really boring. A lot of times though, in, in order for things to be fun, um, you almost have to understand like understanding the mechanics of the gameplay. Cause so many things like I've, I, before I under, like I don't understand what's going on a lot of times in like league of legends. Yeah. And so if I were to watch a league of legends match, like, like a ton of people do that. So many people watch these matches and it's a huge thing. Like they'll fill stadiums, um, to watch these matches. But if I watch it, I don't, I don't grasp, uh, all of that's going on. So I can't fully appreciate it. Right. You know, just like if, um, you know, if, if somebody who's a fan of a sport, uh, were to, uh, or isn't a fan of a certain sport, were to watch that sport, it could be boring to them right. or uh, less interesting to them. So, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, John. And yeah. uh, I don't think there's any, anything huge that's other than that that's happened. So for me, on the same note, Mirror's Edge has been a game that I'm super amped about, mm-hmm. and and that. But I don't. I, I I'm in the same boat as you, where there's just so much. Unless I can catch up by the time that game kind of comes out. Um, or unless like, you know, something drastic changes yeah. where my backlog gets shrinks. Um, I don't think I'm going to be picking up that game either. So we still need to play through Gears of War judgment. We do. That's years old. Where's the cutoff, Chris? <laughs> but no, we what? totally need to play. Through oh, I mean, that. it's not that. I mean, I feel like we need to play through that before like Gears, Gears of War four comes. I out. agree with you. So the next Gears of War is about to come out. We need to like get on a Gears kick and then just rock so that out. I'm excited this, about that game this summer. We're yeah. doing it. I'm in. I'm in. Right. Just schedule like a weekend and just yes. psh, rock out that game. That sounds amazing. That sounds great. To not me. leaving my house till it's finished. <laughs> You're in the, not even if it's on fire. Yes. <laughs> not even if a an asteroid is rocketing from outer space directly towards your house. I don't know about any of that, but we do need to play it. <laughs> the chances of of the asteroid thing happening, granted, are very slim. Yes. Very slim. What? Uh, my so phone just went to uh, the uh, the night. Time vision, or I've been it's using called. that a lot, and I like. What it. is it called? Night shift? Is that what Night it's called? Shift. Yeah, and so it's just it was disconcerting because I looked at my phone. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's happening to my phone?" <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> I just am I going blind? Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, the, the night shift thing is pretty awesome. I've been using it as well, just laying in bed, like looking at looking at stuff. The only thing that's weird about it is whenever I try to like watch um, watch television on my phone, whenever it's on, it's just things are odd colors, and my yeah. eyes get used to it after a while, but it's. There's still something that's eh, it's just weird about it. Um, and speaking of that, I've been watching through Bob's Burgers. 
Mm, such yeah, a fun it's a great show. show. I, 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 uh, I'm enjoying that show quite a bit, dude. Uh, and, and so that's something that I've been up to this week. I've also been playing Marvel Battlegrounds, which is what we're reviewing. So I, I won't talk about that too much, too in detail. Been chipping away at the division. And I'll tell you, the one critique I'll have right now of yeah. the division. I mean, sure, there's there's numerous critiques you can have with it. Yeah. But the number one thing on my mind is this game is gigantic. Yeah, like uh, that's I made that comment. It's like <laughs> this doesn't just feel like a DLC. This feels like a full-fledged game. Yeah. And you uh Oh, no, no, not Battlegrounds. I was talking about the division. Oh, you're talking about the division. I'm sorry. Sorry. The, well, I got I got crazy there for a second that's okay. and I ignored the second half of your phrase. <laughs> That's okay, Chris. It's okay. I was I was being confusing anyway. Um, but Sorry. Yeah, we're not talking about Battlegrounds right now. We're talking about The Division. Right. So The Division. It's gigantic in that I spent like an hour and a half trying to pick up collectibles and be like, okay, I'm just going to knock off this entire left side of the map right now. And so like yeah. I, I sat down and started doing it, and I was I got through maybe two zones, which was uh, which was, was probably, I don't know, how, how much is two zones on, on, on half of the map? It's probably less than half of half the map. I mean, it's definitely less than half of. Oh yeah, so I mean, listen, how many how many zones are there? There's a lot. Yeah, there's like uh, I think there's at least seven in that left side, and so this is this is just a tiny little chunk of what the rest of the map is, and so it's like ah, it's it's frustrating for the completionist in me, and so at some point I'm just gonna have to be like, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna just forge on ahead, and hopefully, I'll come back around and uh, and and collect these collectibles later on. This is the thing. for, I mean, I'm a, I'm a completionist. I'm a collector when true. it comes to games. I actually like it. Like, I like clearing off like part pieces of the map. I like. I don't want to. I don't want to be able to do it all in one night. Like, because that's hours and hours of enjoyment for me, just going around and like finishing these little side missions and finding these cell phones. And, that's like, true. And there's good story content in there too. Like, that's the yeah. upsetting thing. Is like I re- I picked up a cell phone. Um, that was so far removed from another cell phone that I picked up, but they were like related. Yeah. And I was like, what? And so now it makes me just want to collect all of the cell phones and everything. So that way I can play them back and listen yeah. to those story in chronological order. Cause yeah. like they were related, but I was like, I don't know when this happens in, in relation to the other thing or like just I, you're piecing together these stories, these small stories It's fun stuff. It's just, there's a lot. I mean, I fully expect to collect everything in this game. It's going to happen. That's incredible. The dedication, Chris. <laughs> when? Here's the thing. Put a timeline on it. By the I end mean, of the year? I, I mean, no. I, I think this is done in the next like month or so. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, how long is the game been out now? Maybe a month? Uh, yeah, probably. So, we're at level 21 or whatever. And, uh, like, I, I've done my, most of the main storylines and stuff like that. I'm trying to upgrade, like, everything all the way right now and all that kind of stuff. You do that by, by doing the side missions. But, um, like... Some of my best, my favorite times with games is like whenever you reach this point where it's like you're not you're not done with the game, but you're pretty far into it. Uh, there's a lot of things to do on the map still, and it's the these kinds of missions that like yes, they might be repetitive or mundane in a sense, but to me they like allow me to get a better feel for the world. Like last night, I was I was going. Um, I forgot what I was doing. I was oh, I was going to uh, to take out a target. Basically, this is you know some criminal that needs to be killed. Some somebody that just you know needs to not exist anymore. Well, and, and I go and I'm walking through uh, this uh, this back alley to get there, and then all of a sudden there's these guys and they kind of like try to like 
they come out of nowhere and I end up like fighting like 12 of them. And then like I escape like down this other alley and, uh, and then there's a cell phone back there and a, uh, a page out of the, uh, the handbook and a, an echo that I could recreate and collect. And it was just like, I just stumbled on this. Like yeah. there was no reason for me to be back here except for I was escaping something else in the, re- the, uh, the other street, like right beside it. And so it's like, that's the kind of stuff I like. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff would happen. I mentioned Red Dead Redemption. I don't know if it was on the air or off the air, but like in Red Dead Redemption all the time where like, well, I'm, I'm just going to go get this bounty and kill this guy. And then I'd get attacked by a bobcat. You know, like, well, I got to kill this <laughs> thing now. You know, Dude, well, the you cougars know. were the worst, man. Wherever the cougar comes out <laughs> of nowhere and just takes out your horse and you're like, I'm stranded out here and there's cougars. I know. And so like, that's that's the beauty of open world games to me is there's the random things like that you know what I just experienced last night does isn't necessarily going to happen to anyone else right like it's not it's not a given that it will happen to anyone else and so it really feels like it's my unique story you know Makes like sense, I've yeah. told the story about like whenever I first played GTA Five you know and I was like riding a motorcycle across the the hills of L A while the sun was setting to Britney Spears rocking on the radio you know like <laughs> and then I like ramp off of a uh, off of a hill and then go straight into a lake. The radio cuts. My <laughs> motorcycle is lost and I'm stranded out in the middle of nowhere with, again, bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, so, so like, I love that stuff. Yeah. So the, the important question, Chris, the most important question, everything that we've said so far on the podcast. Yes. What Britney Spears song was it? Oh, man. It was, uh, t- <laughs> I, I believe it was... Ah, uh, hang on. I, I think it was toxic. But I'm not make, sure. That's awesome. If it was, that's awesome. I wrote it down at some point. There's a. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to the. Uh, wait, did I write this on Stay on Target? I see. There's some things I write down on Stay on Target, and like some things I say I'm going to write and I never write. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I think it's. I put it in a note. Continue with what you were talking about, and I'll let you know. That's cool. So so anyway, I've just been chipping away at the division, and it's and it's really weird. Um, to, to get in there because like, I was gone for like a week and a half and now everybody's everybody that we play with is at a level 30 like I think it was the weekend it came out or something like that we uh, I, we ended up going out of town or wasn't able to play um, maybe I was working I don't remember but I wasn't able to play for some reason and everybody else progressed just way far ahead uh, XP wise and so getting in there and playing now it's it's interesting um you know, going through some of these missions by myself or going through them at higher difficulties with other people. I just, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting ride with the division and I like it. I'm still, still very much enjoying it. Um, but I will say that Marvel battlegrounds, uh, is a nice change of pace. Like I, I, the other night after I got done with the division, I basically was like, well, let me get something that's a little bit, a little bit less heavy, a little bit more, um, more just, you know, arcadey or whatever. Um, and so I popped in, popped in the Marvel, uh, battlegrounds and, uh, and played through some of that. So, um, but that's basically all I've been up to, man. I, I, uh, I, that's watching some TV, playing some games, divisioning it up, dividing things as it were. And, uh, and rocking through. Did you find what you were looking for, Chris? Give me two seconds. It's, I think it's on the Nonstop Pop channel. The Nonstop Pop channel? It was Gimme More by Britney Spears. Boom. Dude, that's a great one, too. I know. It's like, give me, give yeah, me dude. more. And you're like ramping off these hills. So like, good. It's amazing. I, I, I honestly, like thinking about it now, I don't know if there's a, a Britney Spears song other than some of like the, the ballads or like, if there was like, a, if there's an upbeat pop Britney Spears song that you, uh, you, you could just pick any of them and it would be great, you know? 
Yeah, Hit for me sure. maybe one more time. That'd be so good. Oh, man. So good, dude. Yeah. Anyway, this just this has turned into a, uh, a Britney Spears cast. Britney Spears cast. <laughs> I love it. I can't, this, this is not on topic, <laughs> but... I kind of want to go to Vegas and see Britney Spears' show. Dude, that'd be awesome. I know, be right? so good. Yes. Well, and plus, like, Vegas is just such a cool place to go and see shows. And, like, I, I've never been there. In fact, we're probably going to go uh, sometime later this year, maybe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's just like there's, there's, like, the Elton John Red Piano show. Yeah. And there's Britney Spears. There's Celine Dion. I mean, there's yeah. so many shows, Chris. I don't know if I want to see Celine Dion, but I definitely want to see Britney Spears. Lady Gaga had a show. They also, there's, there was also uh, someone was telling me about a night run that they do there where you like you start at sunset, you run in the end coming in on the strip with all the lights on the hotels and like lit up. Dude. That sounds awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I want to do this. I know. Me too. I, I really want to do this. Anyway, so do we have news, Chris? Oh, we do. Let's go into the news. The news, Chris. The n- oh, we already did that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we were talking about the news. We already talked about some of it. So this month, or sorry, April. Well, it's, it's April now that everyone is listening to this. April 1st, which, f- fun fact, Chris. What? 365 days from whenever we recorded our um, 100th episode. Really? Yeah, straight up one. On we April re- 1st? recorded on April 1st because the opening wow. was a big April Fool's joke. I forgot about that. Which, we, if we'd remembered that why this was going not, out on April 1st, we just, just, the whole thing is a lie. Why are, why are we not doing April Fool's jokes nonstop? We really should be. From now on. Okay. What we should do is just do them every other day of the year and then not joke on April 1st. First piece of news, the PlayStation 5 has been announced. <laughs> April Fool's. April Fool's. Something similar, though, Chris. There's, there are rumors um, about a PlayStation 4.5. And with the uh, we, t- we I think we talked about on the podcast some of uh, Phil Spencer's um, comments at a conference. Um, he did the keynote I think for, it was for GDC or something uh, about potentially the next step in the Xbox thing. And so it seems like both companies, Microsoft and PlayStation, are both thinking about putting out a a midlife. Um, update to their console so i mean it's it seems interesting to me that both uh companies are thinking this and yeah anyway i thought you almost said uh, midlife crisis for their consoles maybe the midlife it could be the midlife crisis of these consoles chris if they're just if they're yeah. shedding their uh their their current specs for the the faster specs you know Similar to a similar to a midlife crisis. I see that. You see it. You know, it's like if you buy a Corvette, it's the same thing as getting a faster GPU. Yes. So, uh, can you look up real fast what the Xbox 360 games are this month? I think one of them is Dead yes. Space. One of them is something else. Yes. I don't remember what the other one is. Uh, so, real fast though, we'll we'll talk about the PlayStation Plus games for April. Free games for PlayStation Plus members. Uh, PS4. We uh, we have. Uh, Dead Star and Zombie with an eye at the end. With an eye? Well, it doesn't. Well, doesn't Zombie always have an eye? Does it? Zombie? Well, it's I E. But yes, there's no I E. There's no E. Why just, is there no E, Chris? I don't know. Why can't they be just be like everybody else and spell it correctly? So anyway, let's let's the PS4 Dead Star uh, Zombie on PS Vita, a virus named Tom and 
Shootsimi and Oshutsimi. I'm Alive on PS3 and Savage Moon. The only game on there I know anything about is I Am Alive. That that a, could be apparent from the way you said all of the names, Chris. Probably. Could be inferred. Uh, I played it on 360. Yeah? Fun game. Okay, wait. Cool concept. Hmm. Decently fun game. Frustrating sometimes. Also, it just feels like the intro to a larger game that they just didn't complete totally selling me on i am alive now chris (laughs) you should play it totally selling me on this free game Uh, but keep that in mind don't expect any resolution in that story so chris for xbox 360 you told me to look this up we have dead space Mm -hmm. as one of the games and saints row 4 saints row 4 okay yeah Yeah. that's right and then uh on xbox one you're gonna have the wolf among us and uh sunset sunset overdrive Let's talk about Sunset Overdrive for a second. Man, if you haven't played this game, in fact, I know like some people have talked to me about um, they have had played it during like there's a, a time frame where for 24 hours or, or for a weekend or something like that, Sunset Overdrive was free to people with gold. And there's some people that played it in that but never finished it. Dude, this game, if you haven't played this game it's and it's free with gold um, and you have Xbox Gold, there's no reason you shouldn't download and play this game. It is so fun. We were talking about open world experiences and, uh, and really cool open world world moments and this game had some of those for me and maybe not as much the emergent kind of things that were going on but definitely uh the story had, has like these multiple paths and like these it's, it's a really fun fun game yeah, like, I, just, if I, if I, I have a lot of fun with not only the storyline but with the gameplay it's light-hearted but also you know very uh violent in some ways if I was gonna, yeah if i was going to describe this game i would say that number one Superb gameplay. Yeah. The gameplay in this is just fantastic. Uh, you can grind on and hang from power lines and rails and stuff like yeah. that while you're fighting. Like the traversal system in this game is unlike any other that I've used. Yeah, uh, it's a huge, actually pretty big open world. It is. It just keeps getting bigger too, and it, like fairly unique areas. Like where I was doing missions in one area, all of a sudden. They're like, send me on a mission across the... I was like, man, I didn't even know this existed over here, you yeah. know? And it looks like a completely different tone. Um, it was like an upscale kind of a kind of a place where I started was kind of in the um, in the outskirts of, of the downtown area. But this had like bigger buildings and more penthouse areas, that sort of thing. Yeah. The, uh, the storyline's really, really cool. Uh, the voice acting's great. Um, I played uh, as a female and like the voice acting is just like... this. I, Amazing. Yeah. Maybe some of the best voice acting that I've enjoyed in a video game. What's fun about the uh, customization is you can actually sw- switch like anytime. Yeah. At any point, you can switch between um, uh, the the male, female. You can be um, tall. You can be short. You can be uh, like gigantic. I, I don't know. Like there's so many character like customer ca- Customer? What am I talking customer about? Care, is customer care? Yes. Character customization. I swapped the uh, syllables in those words. Um, the So many character customization options that it's just hilarious. Like oh, yeah. all, the, all of the clothing every character can wear. It's just so much fun. Yeah, and, and they keep adding like more. You know, like you can carry around a big giant baseball bat and right. wear dollar bill sunglasses with a top hat and some 
boots that look like they're out of Mad Max, you yeah, know, dude. like, <laughs> and what was funny is like, whenever you pick up some of these things, you can buy them from the various different shops that are around, or you pick them up via challenges and stuff like this. Mm. But they are all kind of related to where you pick them up. And so like whenever I picked up a certain outfit or a certain like thing, I'm like, Oh, I picked that up from those crazy people across the river, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and it's like they, uh, they were, um, doing some, they, they were, I forgot the castle people, the people, I can't remember uh, exactly what their storyline yeah. was at this point, right. but they were, they, they were whole up in like this castle looking building. And so I got something that looks very medieval from them. And so <laughs> yeah, I have this outfit from them that, uh, that I remember and I associate with the, those characters, which is really cool. So, you know, so you get to wear, um, things that reflect where you've been, which I is very cool. I still need to go back and finish all the achievements for that game. Like I was like, I really want to hundred percent, uh, get all the achievements. One of them, like, will take a while because it's like accumulate so much, like a certain amount of money. It's one of the ones they added in later. Oh man! Uh, and so, like, it's I have to accumulate a lot of that. There's another thing, like, it has to do with points, and then there's another one that uh, I I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like this is all going to take a while. I just need to go start chipping away at it is what needs to happen. Spend some time in that world, and it's a fun world to spend a lot of time in. So, yeah. if you haven't played that, go ahead and. Knock that one out. That's yes. uh, that's a great game to add to the catalog. The rest of this is going to be Batman vs Superman news, John. What? We will start with the negative, and end with the positive. Okay. All right. First, Hans Zimmer has retired for from scoring superhero movies. What? He. That's really sad. Speaking with the BBC. Zimmer said, quote, I did Batman Begins with Chris Nolan 12 years ago, so the Dark Knight trilogy might be three movies to you. To me, it was 11 years of my life. Hmm. He says, uh, quote, talking about Dawn of Justice, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, he admitted it was, quote, very hard for me to do to try to find new language, end hmm. quote. So he's done with superhero films. You know, I guess it sort of makes sense um, in what he's saying. And I honestly had wondered because he did the, the music for this one and he had to come up with a new Batman theme and he had to come oh, he up didn't. with... That's why he brought in Junkie XL. Exactly. And so that's, you know, that's what I was, uh, whenever I was walking out of the theater and thinking about the music and, and thinking about how great it was, I was like, man, I just don't know how... If, if I was Hans Zimmer, I would find it incredibly difficult to continuously go back to these worlds that are, you know, pretty different, um, but they're also very similar in a lot of ways tonally. And so it's like, man, how do you play up the play up the soundtrack to where it, in, it still hits the same emotional highs, but it doesn't pull from um, what the other film was, you know? Yeah. Uh, it had, yeah, I had less of the, like the Man of Steel kind of feel in it. Which I kind of missed, like I uh, watching it, you know, two more times. <laughs> I, I like you. You hear the Batman's theme kind of like in uh, like two th- scenes, and that's it. Yeah. And I was like, man, I kind of really want that to come in. I and I honestly, I hope that whoever picks up the reins, whether it is maybe maybe it is Junkie XL, maybe he does uh, the the soundtrack for um, the Justice League movies that yeah. Zack Snyder's doing. But like, whoever does pick up the reins, I hope that they build on what Hans set up, you know, uses the themes, uses the Wonder Woman's theme or the, the Batman or Lex Luthor theme, you know, like, and and I didn't think that, you know, for in any sense that Hans was going to do like Suicide Squad or Wonder Woman's soundtrack or something like that. Right. Uh, but, you know, I hope that they build on what he's kind of set up because I love his stuff, dude. Yeah. And I love like, 
he he has such a large range. Like he can do the small, quiet kind of stuff, and then he can do the huge, bombastic stuff like you see in Batman vs Superman. And I really, really enjoy all of the aspects of Hans Zimmer. I agree. I mean, and like you know, whenever you have. Uh so he collaborates a lot with a lot of different people. And so I think that there is probably a, a, a few people, a few composers that are out there doing movies and things that would be able to take what his influence is and expand on it and use those themes and use that. Th- and I mean, it's like Junkie XL. He's working with Junkie XL on this one. So it's like it makes perfect sense for him to kind of take over that, that thing, um, take the reins of this and just uh, go with it. it. To me, whenever anybody... Anybody, whether it's a, an actor, a director, or anybody, says, I am never going to do another one of X. I always think, ah, that, I don't know. Like, you say that today, yeah. but it's like 10 years from now, whenever you haven't done one in a really long time, yeah. maybe then? There's you know? always the exception. Yeah, you know? and it's, I, I, I remember, you know, it was, uh, we were talking about back, I think, before Christmas, about, 007 like uh daniel craig where he yeah. said oh no nah, you know no i'm totally not gonna do another one yeah and then literally two weeks later it was like no nah, maybe i'll do another one talk to me after all this stuff has it has calmed down yeah. and and i've had time to breathe you know and so i just i always think about whenever anybody says anything i'm never gonna do another one i just take it and i say okay sure that means we're not gonna get something from you for a long for a while here yeah but does it mean never i mean i don't know i mean i agree with that in the sense you know where it's like you know, both you and I work in like in uh, creative jobs and creative right. positions, and like there's a point at the end of every project where you're just like, I hate this. Yeah, I ha- I don't want to watch it again. I don't want to listen to this again. Like I hate this. I don't want to. I don't want to even think about it. You know. <laughs> and so like that's where I feel like you know people like Daniel Craig or Hans Zimmer. They get to that point where it's just like I'm just done. Yeah. I just I hate all of it. Well, I mean, and obviously he's on the press tour for for this, and so it's like not only not only that stuff. Not only does he have has he composed it? Has he watched it recorded? Has it have has he you know gone through the mixing process? And then, and then now it's it's promoting and it's all this stuff. You hit the hit the trail doing all this stuff yeah. after it's done. It's, it's like he's right. These movies take up so much time <laughs> that he's just like, man, I just want to do something different. Yeah, I just want to I want to do something different because we went right from uh, right from the Dark Knight trilogy all the way. Like he went into um, the next Nolan film, Interstellar, and then into this. I mean, he does a lot of stuff. He's constantly doing this. And so if you have so many superhero films on your plate or or so long that you've been doing these things, coming up with the epic themes to match each superhero personality would become harder and harder and uh and would burn burns anyone out over time so yeah for sure uh i'm trying to look and see if he's doing anything i don't imdb doesn't have him down for anything like in production right now no Hmm. Uh, but i i could imagine that he's doing like chris nolan's next film dunkirk The World War II epic, uh, just because Christopher Nolan uses him on like everything, uh, that's how he got started in you know doing superhero films in the first place. <laughs> Christopher Nolan drags him along. Yep, <laughs> into uh, into uh, you know the, the the Batman Begins thing, and it, then on from there into awesomeness. So, I mean, it's like yeah, I mean that whole that whole trilogy is the the music. Like I can hear it in my head just thinking about it right now, yeah. and 
And you know, thinking about Man of or Man of Steel, I can hear hear that going. And then Batman versus Superman, I can sort of hear, but I, I obviously haven't seen that as much. But I only saw Man of Steel like twice, mm-hmm. and I can still, you know, I still recognize the soundtrack. And I, we obviously had some of the soundtrack in the podcast, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. I'm, I, I'll have to go back and kind of listen to the soundtracks and and uh, and really dive in there and try to figure out, you know, where where things are different and where things like you know. Um, overlap potentially i don't yeah. know i'm just i'm I mean, interested now I, I i get what he's saying you know that like in in we talked about you know on the podcast like like luther's theme like it's mm. basically like somebody banging around on the inside of a piano yeah you know, like i, mean, I actually I mean, don't know if we talked about that on the podcast we didn't i think we just talked about that in a whenever we were traveling like in oh, a car man so that's the problem you just can't talk about stuff yeah. Beforehand. Yeah, I mean, and then and then also uh, like that one. There's all the piano harmonics, but it almost sounded like a prepared piano was the thing with that. So a prepared piano is the, the composer goes in and just basically puts screws and like alters the piano, cuts strings, whatever they need to do to make a piano sound different, like to sound weird. And then you play, play a piece on it. And that's what it almost sounded like on that was it was just some weird stuff inside of the piano. Yeah, so. I mean, there's some muted like there's some muted stuff like yeah. where they mute the strings and there's definitely harmonics and all that kind of junk inside there. But yeah, like so like you know maybe. And I'm just, this is pure speculation. We're just getting in the land of speculation now. <laughs> you know, like, I, I could totally see where he's just like, man, I'm just, like, I feel like I'm just reaching way too far to try to do something unique in this universe. And, like, I shouldn't be reaching that far yeah. or, like, being that crazy with it. And even that, I think we mentioned it, it was reminiscent of the score that he did for the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie whenever yeah. uh, they were at World's End. Yeah. And there's these crazy, like, things happening and stuff like that. Off kilter kind of stuff going on. And so like, you know, that's kind of like that. The Wonder Woman theme is is really cool, but like it's more like electric guitar based and stuff like that. That's just something that Hans hasn't really done before. Well, he hasn't done it in a long time. He did it back whenever he was doing like uh, the rock soundtrack. Mm. Um, And like back in the day, like he was was hearkening way back on that one. Yeah, so maybe Um, he's just like, I'm just grasping at straws here, guys. (laughs) Well, and even even on, uh, what was it? On uh, on one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, he used uh, some crazy awesome guitar too. So, um, but yeah. In other news, yes, yeah. more positive news. Getting to the positives, yes. Getting to the positives. Batman vs Superman has grossed five hundred million dollars worldwide, so half a billion dollars worldwide. It's incredible. They also had the uh, the the biggest Friday Sunday box. Wait, wait, hang on. The biggest superhero movie for Warner Brothers opening ever. They made some kind of. Uh, it's not in this article, but they made some kind of. Uh, uh, I think it was the biggest, largest. Easter weekend debut. I think it was for Warner Brothers. It was the second largest movie uh, weekend debut of all time, right behind, like literally within a couple of million dollars behind uh, the last Harry Potter film. Mm. Which the trailer for Fantastic Beasts dropped. Yeah. Have you seen it? I saw the teaser, the original teaser. I don't, I don't think I've seen anything more than that first teaser, which the first teaser looked awesome. It looks really good. I'm excited, man. Uh, the domestic box office is 193.3 million and uh, 308.6 million internationally. Warner Brothers released a statement that said, quote, we're so proud that Batman v Superman has become the must-see event film of the season for fans the world over. These incredible numbers are building momentum for not only this movie, but for the upcoming slate of DC superhero films, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, moving forward, we got, we've got Suicide Squad. I th- like, nothing but positive, like, hype about that movie it looks great we're moving forward like after this movie i totally just want to see a wonder woman movie and that's coming next spring oh my gosh so like 
yeah, like they've got incredible momentum out of this. Whether or not it's critically received or not, like this movie has propelled the DC cinematic universe at light speed. It has. And this was something that about a year ago, um, on this podcast, we probably had a discussion. I I think it was about a year ago. We had a discussion about whether or not we thought it was possible to create this, this entire DC universe based on, you know, one movie. And it seems like it's, it's successful in that way. And I, that was the biggest thing I think, uh, with this movie, the, the big, most, uh, enjoyment I got out of it was in what it has done for, um, a DC universe moving forward. So, uh, very good. All right. I'm going to, this is a, uh, an article from the Hollywood reporter. Okay. I'm just going to read it verbatim. This is by Graham McMillan. For the fans who found Ben Affleck's Dark Knight to be the highlight of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, some good news. Not only will he return for Justice League movies, that's all he signed on for, though, but there's the possibility of an additional Batman movie based on Affleck's own take on the character. In a Hollywood Reporter interview with WMEIMG's co-CEOs, Ari Emanuel and Patrick Whitesell. Whitesell reveals how many movies Affleck is currently signed up for when it comes to DC's Cape Crusader. He's contracted to do at least Justice League 1 and 2, so at least three times we're in the Cape. That's including, I guess, four total. This movie, Justice League 1 and 2, and he also appears in Suicide Squad. There's a script that he's written that is a really cool Batman idea, so that's out there as an option. Interesting. Yes, and we we were wondering when we were looking at the movie uh, lineup up until into into twenty twenty, uh, which it, it's as time goes forward, it's seeming less and less absurd that we're looking at twenty twenty. <laughs> but considering that that I mean, list was released like two years ago, I mean it was absurd at the time. Um, but I think that there's a place in there for a Batman movie. Oh I, yeah, I mean I really feel like I feel in my bones there's got to be a Batman movie in there somewhere. There ha- like. This universe needs the, its own Batman, even if it's just one, its own Batman movie. Yeah. We had one, we had a Man of Steel, yep. you know, Superman only, and they're both there together. We need a standalone Batman movie. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there's other things to set up in here with a, you know, with, with Wonder Woman standalone movie and with, with potentially Aquaman in, uh, in his own, I mean, there's, Flash. there's, yeah, flat, there's enough to go around is what I'm saying. But I think if, like down in my soul, I feel like Batman in this universe needs his own movie. He does need his own movie. Uh, the article goes on. This isn't the first time the prospect of an Affleck originated Batman movie has been raised. During San Diego Comic Con last year, THR reported that the actor director was developing a standalone Batman project with DC Entertainment Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns, with Affleck tentatively attached to direct as well as star. Interesting. That would be sweet as well. I love Jeff Johns. If Jeff Johns is involved. Um, my ideal Batman movie right now would be like this version of Batman crossed with like the town, which Affleck directed and wrote. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I, we probably haven't had this discussion on the podcast before, but you've said that before and it makes perfect sense um, because the town, all it is, it's basically a Batman movie without <laughs> Batman and the Joker. I mean, true, yeah. It's like it's it's a it's a uh, crime movie. It's a crime movie and it's street level crime. It's, yeah, exactly. It's exactly what we need from a Batman movie. And even if you go, you know, the route of, um, you know, basically just literally that tone and mm-hmm. that you know that 
that stuff, but then Batman. So this is the other thing. And maybe thing. bring in the Joker or maybe bring in, you know, somebody. I, I don't know. It's it's uh, super interesting. I've been watching Ben Affleck closely just to see what else he would direct. Let me let me let me just verify what I'm saying is correct here real fast. Yeah. Cuz I don't believe he has anything on his docket as a director. Let's look here. Okay. Nothing confirmed. These are all rumors on IMDb. So the last thing he directed was Argo. And then he starred in um, Gone Girl, directed by David Fincher. And right. the, he's, he publicly said the reason he took that movie specifically was that so he could learn from David Fincher and learn his like directorial style and you know study him at a very, very close level. Uh, and so... He hasn't directed anything since then. Like, I want to see not only, like, Affleck direct a Batman movie, but I want to see whatever his next project is. I've been watching it to be like, okay, what did he learn from Fincher? What is he going to apply to his his own directorial style? And if that happens to be a Batman movie, that could be amazing. Yeah, and... Yeah, like we said, you know, the town such a such a great movie, such a such a well uh, crafted Argo. movie. He directed Argo. Argo, yeah, seriously. And honestly, if you combine that tone and that like directorial style with Batman, I feel like it would come up with something very unique, very uh, something we haven't seen before, almost. Yeah. So, and w- which is honestly like, as much as you know. The the versions of the DC universe that we're going into with these films is is maybe not what some people would have wanted or isn't what people would have expected. I'm all for like let's let's just do different things. Yeah, and let's have you know the idea of this uh, of of the multiverse where we have you know a brighter, happier television universe for DC, mm-hmm. and we have this darker kind of out there universe as the uh, as the cinematic universe. So you know I'm, I'm all for just telling unique stories in these universes. Yeah. And so I feel like that would be a very unique take on a Batman story. Agreed. I feel like that's where we're at. You know, that's what excites me the most. As you and I have discussed Batman v Superman, or I've talked with other people who have seen it. Like the thing that really excites me is the the differences. Like I I like the differences in this universe more than I like the similarities between this and, and other Batman movies or Superman movies. Like I like how different this universe is. Like. For instance, this universe is different enough that we're finally getting Harley Quinn on the big screen. Yeah. We're finally getting Wonder Woman on the big screen. Like, there's some cool things that are just happening. Yeah. And I'd love just to see a cool, like, different take on Batman, you know? Like, let's... Let's explore it. Yeah, and that's we're the thing. here now. Let's just see what it's about, at least. Right, and then so whenever we talk about like the different things, this is a you know br- bringing all of these people into the big screen. It's like while I feel like the the you know a Harley Quinn and a Wonder Woman, like they all fit within different you know a, they would fit in a brighter universe. They fit in a uh, they fit in the darker universe. But this is the first time we've seen them. So let's let this be what it is. But then it's it's gonna translate over to all the future iterations of whatever the uh, the DC cinematic universe is all of that will be there you know it will be there to pull from and it will be there to uh to integrate in so i feel like this yeah like you said this is a great starting point for a cinematic universe of uh dc comics and so just you know let's 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 let it happen and then you know if the next thing is is something completely different embrace that too so i i don't know i'm all for just different takes on things Mm -hmm. that's the news Chris, moving into 
a different superhero franchise we have played and uh, and enjoyed. The well, you're ruining the review, John. Spoilers, I guess, for for our opinions on it. But the Disney Infinity Battlegrounds uh, playset for uh, the Marvel Universe. Yeah, what is it called? Marvel ba- Battlegrounds. Yes, I think it's a it's it's Disney Infinity Marvel Battlegrounds. I'll, I'll confirm, there we go. But yes. Yeah. Yep. Marvel basically, Battlegrounds. Basically, in a nutshell, let me describe this to our listeners. This is basically a Disney Infinity version of Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers. In that, you have this huge stable of characters. It's like 4v... Wait, not 4v4. (laughs) Uh, It's like four players fighting each other, brawling, if you will, smashing each other in a super way. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there, Chris. You're not not getting by with that. In different... Uh, really cool environments that can get destroyed. Uh, they all have super, uh, different supers, different special abilities. They all f- play different, feel different. It doesn't feel, you know, this is not a super tuned fighter like Super Street Fighter, like where this is like built for competitive play, where they're all like, this is, this feels unbalanced in some ways, you know? Yeah, like, and like, and, and even to that, like, it doesn't necessarily feel like, uh, like Smash Brothers feels super well tuned and well balanced, where it's like every character, sometimes. they're constantly making tweaks to different characters to make sure that competitive play is, is, uh, is good. Whereas this, like, it seems like some characters are, 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 are more powerful. Their move sets, if yeah. you will, are a little bit more powerful than other things. And it could just be that we haven't played with it enough, so we don't know either A, how to fight against those characters, or B, how to properly use the other characters. True. And because true. the ones that we were actually like winning the most with were the ones that were like super fast. Although I did, I did, win, I won with a Hulk and he's not super fast. So, no. like, you know, I mean, it just kind of depended on like the, yeah. I yeah. think, I think your play style, like from, 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 from looking at, you know, from, from playing with you, I think your play style was more like in your face aggressive, like, yeah. hey, let's get That's up what here I and just, to do. just punch people. So I didn't do well with people like Rocket Raccoon and who else? Or somebody else I didn't do well uh, with. Star Lord. Star Lord, yeah. Where they're, they're all about like the ranged attacks. Yeah. And so like I'm more of like the st- stick back and like, you know, damage people, whittle it down over time. And then, then whenever they're low, go in for the, you know, go in for the yeah. final kill or whatever. But, uh, and so, those characters worked pretty well for my play style. Yeah, true. Um, true. So, so maybe it's it maybe is it balanced. Is, maybe it is very well balanced. It's I'm just not kind sure. of based on like how you play with them and how you like utilize their skills. Right. And uh, but the one thing I will say, like, so the thing is set up, and obviously this is Disney Infinity, so it takes um, physical things. There yeah, so, are physical figures. Yeah. Walk us through like what. How they get unlocked and all this kind of stuff, like with the figures and rank up and all this kind of stuff. So, whenever you first buy the playset, it, it comes with uh, a Captain America First Avenger uh, Disney Infinity figure and the little playset. Uh, what would you call it? Like the uh, I forget what they call it, but it's like it's the thing that unlocks the actual game. It's like part. a trophy looking thing, a clear yeah. plastic kind of trophy thing that unlocks the actual playset within the game. So you get that right, and so like I only have that. Um, and so there's a single player mode, there's the versus modes, and in the versus modes, the funny thing about that is basically there is a, a, a page that has all of the characters on it and some of them are grayed out. The figures that you don't have are grayed out, but as you play, you earn play tokens, these things called play tokens, and you can then use those play tokens to play as characters that you don't have the figure of. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. It's, it's cool because it does allow you to expand your roster without yeah. actually having to go buy physical um, 
uh, figures all the time. And how do you earn them? Like we were earning them. I just don't know how. I think you just earn them as you play, like with KOs okay. or like with, I, I don't know if it's tied to your performance or if it's tied more to just like playtime. You know, it okay. could just be uh, in, in game playtime. There's that. Then they had like free ones, I guess that changes every week right. that are tied to your Disney account. Yeah. So whenever you uh, log into your tie, basically your Disney online account with your uh, Disney infinity game, which I have done um, in order to get some free stuff in the play box or whatever, yeah. but it, it basically logs you in to that every time you play the game like once you connect it to that account mm -hmm. every time you load up the game it, it does it so every time whenever you do that they refresh about five different characters that you can just play as uh yeah. each week and so, so it's you're a not out of luck week. if no. you don't like you could play this game and never buy another figure than that first set correct and have a great time with it and have have multiple people being like oh i want to be this guy i want to be this guy because yeah. like while we were just sitting there we never really i don't think we went down on uh on play tokens that no, much it was always we always went up yeah and so so i mean it's it's definitely not a uh like it was going up enough to compensate for the ones that we were using exactly um and so i mean maybe if you had four players it would go down a little bit or whatever but yeah. i don't know again i don't know how the time time works out like where if maybe if you had four players you get play tokens faster or yeah. something. I don't know. Um, another way that you can unlock all these characters is basically once you place a character on the infinity stand, it just stays on there. So if you have someone, a friend or whatever with the entire set or with, you know, various characters, just having them come over and scanning them into that, that, uh, that game allows you to play as those characters in the versus mode. Right. So like you only have captain America. I brought right. over, uh, Iron Man and Black Widow. Yep. And, uh, and I just scan them in and then they're in the game. Yeah. And we can just play as them F for that play session. It, it, it doesn't, once you quit out of the game or whatever, it doesn't resave those. So it's not permanent. So if you take out the disc, quit the game, that sort of thing, um, it's not permanent. But for that play session, you don't have to rescan any characters. The other thing about that, uh, or the only thing about that, is you can't play as them in the single player. So the single player is very much a traditional Disney Infinity kind of a campaign where you swap out the figure whenever you want a different figure in there. So if you, you want a different character, you have to swap out the figure manually. But it's very much a traditional Disney Infinity campaign, yeah. which is amazing. I didn't expect that. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second. So we, we've only been describing so far, and what I thought this game was, was Super Smash Brothers kind of style. Like, you just all fight each other. There's additional multiplayer options. Yeah. There was like a King of the Hill, yeah. uh, where you're trying to like be inside a ring for so long, I guess it moves around. Mm -hmm. What was the, there was another one right above that. Uh, there was another one where basically one character is an extra large character. Ah, yes. And so you have to knock out that extra large character in order to become the extra large character. And whenever you are the extra large character, hitting your uh, opponents scores you points. Yeah. Then there was a, uh, a just basically a KO versus mode where you just see who can get the most KOs right. at a specific time. Uh, I think there was something. There was one more. Too. Uh, there was the free for all. And then you can do custom matches too. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, those, those, the modes, like it's, it's super deep whenever it comes to like play modes. Yeah. Um, and then the, like, there's wait. a, there's a campaign, yeah. a full campaign, which was interesting. Like I really didn't expect that. Uh, Maria Hill, Hill, uh, is the agent that is, is talking to you and giving you missions and things like this. And the story is really fun. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, in order to, to basically have everyone battle and allow like free up different options or whatever someone is uh is sending robotic duplicates of the avengers uh to attack the city and so basically you can be battling against yourself mm. um so if you're captain america or if you're hulk buster or whatever you mm -hmm. can be battling against another uh another version of you but it's a robotic version because yeah. 
that's what's happening. And, that's off. Um, so the uh, the story though, like I was super surprised about how fun it was because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's probably just gonna be like a normal kind of a fighting thing where you gotta go through every you go uh, and battle every character in the, every character's world and. That's not really what it was. It was more like, oh, there's these twists that happen, and oh my gosh, we've destroyed the the map, and we're going to a different place, and all of this whole thing. Uh, there there's some levolution moments, if I were to borrow <laughs> a phrase from uh, Battlefield. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So the uh, um, the campaign's really cool. We should note that it is couch co-op only. It's not frowny multi- face. Yeah. So like, I mean. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love couch co-op. It's just not necessarily an option for me 100% of the time. And in fact, it's it's probably like maybe once or twice a week. Like that's whenever I'm playing couch co-op. Yeah. The rest of everything is online multiplayer. And I really wish we could play this together online multiplayer. Like the other Disney Infinity um, games do this. So it's like the infrastructure is there. It's not a yeah. server problem. It's like they intentionally decide we want this to be couch co-op. And... Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't like necessarily someone saying we're like, we're forcing, there's no reasoning other than some kind of weird, like rule that they've put on their own game. And it was like, I also wonder if like the, the verses like, because I'm would be fighting someone, you know, however far away. And so there's connection issues there. So even like, but if if smash brothers can do it, I know. I I think that that's such a, that's such a last generation or not even a last generation thing. It's more like two generations ago. That's such a two generations ago problem with uh, consoles and stuff because like a PS2 slash Xbox original. Yep. Or like a Wii even. I'm I'm thinking about Smash Brothers on Wii. You had to go through like jump through major hoops and there was like major lag and stuff, but it still had that online mode. Like you could still play online if you knew the person's IP address and all of this. Yeah, so we're talking GameCube level kind of stuff. So we're talking way back there. But so the idea behind this came from uh, one of the uh, one of the games developers was doing an interview and I'll see if I can find it here, but they were talking about the idea came from a lot of, uh, people were sending in like parents were saying, uh, so all the Disney infinity stuff, we love your games, but they're only two player and we have more than two kids mm. and they want to play together. Is mm-hmm. there any possibility you could make that happen? And so th- this idea of like, Oh, well, how could we make that happen is kind of where this came from. Yeah. And so being able to scan in these characters and you don't have to have them on the, the stand in order to, to, to play together and to, to fight each other. Like that was just a, a way that they could bring this together and, uh, and, yeah. and create this game. And so I, I really see like that idea of like, oh, the couch co-op, uh, you know, so at its core, the couch co-op is fine. It's not necessarily built for um, built for people like you and me where it's like, oh, man, we'd love to play this together, but we don't really find ourselves in the same room other than once or twice a week, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the... I think it's interesting, you know, saying like, okay, well, we, we wanted to, uh, to to do something that will allow everyone to do four player without like without just like saying okay well four players can now play in the play sets like that would be weird that'd break their game probably you know and it, it was cool that they built something around that and something this robust um you had mentioned like was it something you read you know where they were saying like they might not release a disney infinity 4.0 but right. it will be maybe possibly expansions like this that they just use this as a platform and build on it iterate on it uh like in this way. Correct. Um, so this is 
from ScreenRant.com by Rob Keys, and it's an interview with, let me see, I'm going to try to find, yeah, Ryan Rothenberger, uh, senior producer of Disney Infinity, and they discussed Marvel Battlegrounds. They, uh, the interview goes in depth with a lot of things about like characters and things. And you can they post were, that at StandTargetPodcast.com. Yeah, well, the, yeah, you can find the link at StandTargetPodcast.com. So the they were talking about like different character sh- choices and how that's determined a lot of times from the movies. Like they they can't go into um, just do obscure favorite characters of everyone who works uh, and develops on the game mm-hmm. because a lot of that's dictated by hey, what are we doing with the uh, the 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 Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, so that's why the 3.0, this battlegrounds, it makes sense to have them fighting each other because civil war is happening and all this stuff. And then, you know, we're going to bring in a bunch of different types of characters throughout this. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find where they were talking about uh, 4.0. So I'm going to read this uh, straight from the article over there. Um, again, you can find the link at standtruckerpodcast.com. The interviewer says, so the big news, of course, is there's not going to be another standalone disc release like no Disney Infinity 4.0 this year because 3.0 is now a platform going forward. Is that something that could change? Could there be a disc based released, whether it's 4.0 or something else a year from now? Or is it sort of like now we're all the brands are out there. So we're going to focus on specific stories, characters, and play sets. Ryan Rotherberger says again, unfortunately I can't get into too much of the future plans as far as that goes, but I can say with battlegrounds, we're at a tip of the spear as far as dipping our toe into the water as far as digitally distributed downloadable content is concerned in conjunction with retail. Because in order to get Battlegrounds, you have to have an internet connection. But at the same time, you have to go to the retail and get the toys to play with it. We need to see how that transpires. Then from there, that's going to help us inform uh, our decision so that we can make the best decisions, not just for us, but really for the customers, the people who are playing the game. And we want to make it as easy as possible for them, not only to feel like they are getting value out of their investment, but also that they don't have to jump through too many hoops in order to enjoy the content that we're trying to give them. So, yeah, I mean, there the uh, the implication being this is kind of testing out what would be kind of bigger f- content drops via DLC almost. It's it's basically like a uh, a DLC tied to a physical thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's a really intriguing thing. Um, I think it's something that you know Nintendo with their amiibo have sort of had these not necessarily feature but like skin packs almost tied to some of the amiibos that they've put out where you scan these amiibos and you can skin your character a certain way or uh whenever you scan like the the Samus amiibo into Mario Maker you would be able to put a um a mushroom in there that turns you into um, your Mario character into Samus and so essentially have Samus being Mario running through these levels and so you know the, the idea of having like a physical thing that unlocks something that is digital within the game is a really cool idea and I think this is a a really cool experiment we'll see how it works out I'm really thinking you know if this is successful that other content drops very easily could happen this way um, to where there's not something that is on the disc or or whatever Um, I was commenting how it wouldn't it be awesome to have something basically exactly like this but with the Star Wars sets yeah that'd be really cool I mean yeah I could see this continue forth and honestly like Disney Infinity as a platform is more appealing to me, and here's why. I I under I don't like how segmented off these different playsets are. You know, like yeah. if you want to go back and play Monsters University, you need an Xbox 360 or a yeah. PS3, and that version of not only the game but the the stand, like the the like the, the I forget what they call it, the portal or whatever yeah. you put the figures on. Like you have to have that version of things. Oh wow. 
like I do, but like say I didn't, and I wanted to go back and play that stuff. Like it's hard to find that stuff now. You mm. can buy some of that stuff off of Amazon, but it's just like that's just difficult. Like you should be able to. I would love to be able to play that stuff just from my current version yeah. of Disney Infinity. Same thing with two point oh. Two point oh is on the same platform, you know, and we're using a lot of those figures right now. Mm. I was just like trying to find some stuff. Like I, I was looking, uh, looking up, trying to find in stores whether or not you could buy Guardians of the Galaxy, like the the box the set there. Like you can you can order off of like uh Walmart's website. Target doesn't even have it. GameStop doesn't have it uh, wow. uh available. Um you can get it off of Amazon, but it's just like <sighs> we've just now made these 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 characters and figures relevant again. Yeah. You know, this isn't old material anymore because right. they're in this new game, but yet these figures are kind of locked away because they were in a different version in a previous uh, iteration of this game. And right. that's just like, that's kind of weird, you know? Like yeah. if, if I am a, if I'm a parent of a kid and I like my, my kid's favorite uh, superhero, Spider-Man, and I want to get them the Spider-Man figures so that they can play in Marvel Battlegrounds well, Spider-Man was, number one, he was in Disney 2.0, mm-hmm. so that was the 2014 release of the game. Yeah. Probably harder to find. Also, he was in a, a package with, uh, I think, it, who was he with? He was with... Uh, Nova. Nova, mm-hmm. which inside a playset that I have to buy the whole package to in order yeah. to get Spider-Man because... And, and it's, it's pointless to me because the playset is only available to play with... Disney Infinity 2.0. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like this, it's just a weird convoluted thing that they've created now. Maybe they'll fix it. Maybe they'll start releasing these things like as one-off like releases, like, hey, all of a sudden Spider-Man's back, you know, like, yeah. and he's available to purchase as, a, as an individual purchase. But if, you know, just looking at the way that this is kind of set up now and what they've created, and it, it didn't really matter until this point, I guess, right. like, because if you wanted to play those games, you played them. If you didn't, you didn't. But now, like, if you pick up this, you have, you know, the ability to access and use all these figures, which I think is great. Yeah. That's an f- amazing idea. Like, and it, I was telling you, like, I want all these figures now. Like, I have yeah. to go get all of them. You know, like, I didn't necessarily want to collect them before. Like, I mean, I do like to collect things, but I didn't have to. You know, it was like, yeah. it wasn't like I needed to run out and get them so I could play through, you know, the, uh, Toy Story campaign in, in Disney Infinity 1 again, you know, right. or something like that. Uh, but now I want all of them, yeah. and I'm sure kids do too, and it's just going to be really difficult for parents to find that for kids. Right. Well, I was even talking to you, like the uh, Black Widow. Uh, I would love to have the, the Black Widow figure, yeah. but th- the only way that I could get Black Widow in a new package, not buying used or anything, would be through basically the original 2.0. So the the original Marvel uh Like, do you need to buy the whole, the whole... Starter pack? No, no, that's no. What it was in. You would need to buy the playset. Okay. So it has Iron Man, the playset thing, yeah. which I can't use because I only have Disney Infinity 3.0. Right. Um, and the uh, and Black Widow, and it's all as a package. It's all like thirty bucks. Yeah. And so it's like, man, that's just like that's that's hard. It's like I would pay thirteen dollars or fourteen dollars for this figure, like you would normally if you went down to a GameStop and bought one of the other individual figures. But it's not available individually, and so like that's just a strange like it's a strange way to do it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at way other ways, like where it's like, oh, well I would have bought this new, but now I'm looking at like, oh, maybe I should buy some of these individual characters to use because I just like, I, I can't use the, uh, the digital content that would come on a third, basically accounting for a third of the price of that, uh, of that play set. So yeah. it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's a weird way to do it, but I, I love the set. I think it's a wonderful addition to, uh, to basically my gaming catalog where it's just, it's just fun. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's something that I, I smiled whenever I was playing through it. I was like, I was, had long day of work and then I sat down and I was like, ah, I'm just going to pop this in see what's up. I, you know, and then it's just like instantly I'm like, holy crap. I am, I am Captain America battling Iron Man. Yeah. And, and oh, here comes vision. Oh my gosh. Iron Man's gone. Now he's coming back, but he's in the Hulkbuster suit now. And it's like, this is just super cool, fun stuff, uh, t- to have happen. Yeah. And yeah. Super fun. I think the there's also um, there's also new power discs that that they've released for for this True. for Battlegrounds and uh, what they've done is you know like if we want to uh, call in say Iron Patriot like you can be running and operating with that power disc active and uh, in the game if that pops up you can call him in he'll help you out that kind of thing. I love I, I I like the way that the power disc system has evolved over the course of Disney Infinity from right. 1.0 to now because like 1.0 it used to be like well you'd get like stat boosts or you know one would let you collect more more money or gold like this would give you a ray gun and yeah. you could use it across every character like you didn't you know you can be Jack Sparrow running around with a ray gun you know like <laughs> maybe it's you know like it's uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear's ray gun but like you're using it with Jack Sparrow like right. and that was cool. And but like the way that they've done it here makes it feel a lot more unique and special. For instance, like there are Star Wars specific and character specific um, uh, power discs for like Finn to wear pose jacket. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, like something that changes a specific thing about a character. And some of them are cosmetic. Some of them are items or something like that. But like it's really cool. Like, hey, these are the power ups in this game. And you like use them by getting the power disc. Now, yes. They just want you to spend more money. <laughs> this is something that's that's already in the game. They could have right. just put it in the game, but like you're not required. Like you can still enjoy the game without right. them. Well, but, even like the single player, the power discs are all in the single player uh, version in, in the challenge maps and stuff. Whereas if you're wanting to use the power discs in the verses, like to change like a modifier or to allow yeah. you to grab a power up in the middle of the match or something with this specific playset, you can um, you can scan them in there. But if you're playing the single player. You know, while you may be limited and need to buy the characters to play the single player with other different characters than the original, like Captain America or whatever, um, the pl- the power discs are all there, and so it's like a, kind of like this opposite kind yeah. of uh, kind of thing where the power discs you need to buy the power discs in order to use them in the verses, but you need to buy the characters in order to use them in the single player. So there is you that mean the multiplayer, the, yeah, uh, the. Yeah, to, to so swap I, out in the characers for the multiplayer or for the single player, the power discs for the verses. Yes, there it is. Um, but yeah, that's so, not what you just said, and I think I just confused you. That's okay. It's I'm easily confused, Chris. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like so, you're right. The power discs, like the the way that those work, are really cool. Um, I did like a lot of what they were doing with those because yeah. they bring in characters that they um, that had, haven't had a movie yet, or that are maybe more obscure characters and aren't a um, figure, right? Like like Dark Hawk, or even like. Uh, Captain Marvel, one of my favorite Marvel characters. Um, there's a there's a moment where like in in the campaign, the first disc that I picked up, it was Captain Marvel, and she comes in and swoops in and just attacks the bad guys and wipes them out. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing! I would totally buy a uh, Captain Marvel figure if there was yeah. one. So, yeah. Said, 
what was it that you were reading that said like, hey, if you like this character, like, yeah. buy the power disc and w- maybe we'll make a figure out of it. It was within that same interview. Basically, uh, Ryan Rotherberger was asked about those, like, if there was a. Uh, if there was any plans to bring some of those characters from the power discs um, into the the world, into the game. And he mm-hmm. said, Ryan Rothberger says, a great question. I have to give my Disney answer. I can't confirm or deny that any character <laughs> will be created. But yeah, I think, you know, specifically was asked about the Darkhawk energy blast. He said, I think the Darkhawk energy blast power was kind of us throwing that little people in the pond uh, to see how many ripples would start to, to, to go out there. And so yeah. basically he's, he's implying that the, um, if people like certain characters within those power discs that potentially in the future they could uh, bring, be brought over into figures and that yeah. sort of thing. And I think, you know, Captain Marvel is a movie that is on the uh, slate yeah. for the Disney Marvel movies. And so we'll, you know, we'll see if maybe that, that ends up happening. I really think that that is going to be an awesome, awesome addition to the franchise. So yeah. that's really cool. Um, you want to rate this game real fast? Yeah. And then I have another, something else to talk about that wouldn't be the end of the podcast, but... Ooh. Yes. Okay, so I would rate this... This is just this expansion. Yeah, just this expansion, and like with the content that's in there, we have the single-player campaign story mode. We have the 28 different challenge maps, which unlock different outfits depending on if you use... Like, if you have a, uh, a Hulk figure, if you do one of them, it will unlock a gray Hulk or something, like a different outfit that you can wear mm-hmm. in the versus modes and things like that. Um, and then you have the versus mode, the classic kind of brawler, beat-em-up, four-player versus kind of mode. Um with all the content that's in there, dude, and as fun as it is, and as as uh, as much time as I can see myself spending with this thing, I'll rate it a good solid eight point five. So nice, yeah. I was yeah. gonna give this an eight out of ten for sure. Yeah, dude. Like this is this is a great game. Uh, where do we go from here? Like, so say you know, this is more of a broad Disney Infinity question. We mm. don't talk about this game a lot on the podcast, but like, if. Uh, if they don't release a 4.0, yeah. what's the next big release? Has there been a, a, an Ant-Man playset? I don't think so. There's an Ant-Man figure. Now that this Battlegrounds has come out, they've uh, brought out about six or seven more uh, figures, which honestly, like, they brought out another Spider-Man that was like a a, uh, a dark suit Spider-Man or like a black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, man, maybe that's their answer to not maybe. having an individual Spider-Man figure, but Probably. it's like a weird answer. And I don't know. Anyway, the the... the it seems like that if, if the play set, I, and I, I don't know if the move set was substantially different from, uh, from the other Spider-Man, but if the, you know, if you're bringing out other figures, it seems like you, you're going deeper into the, uh, rather than having four or five different versions of the mm-hmm. same characters going deeper into that catalog would be a good idea, but yeah. I don't know. That's just me, but, um, I don't know, man, that's an interesting thought. Like, I mean, we mentioned like the battle, like the star Wars battle. Like if they did the same kind of thing, but the Star Wars characters, that would be sweet. Yeah. Like it was just lightsaber battles, you know. Oh like gosh. You know. Well, even like the blaster. Or force, I mean, you could, force you could powers and stuff. That. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Holy cow. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I could see them like maybe. Well, maybe not if they've already done his individual like figure, but I, I don't know why they didn't do an uh, Ant Man uh, playset. Like I could totally see that happening. Um, yeah. I still wish like this is. I wish they'd done a Frozen playset. They, well, they have they have the figures. They have an Anna, I know. An Anna they, and Elsa. They have the, they have the figures. So like, but why? Where's the playset? Like, they should yeah. have Olaf in there oh as well. Gosh. You know, and like, and so I think there's a lot of th- ways that they could go. They go with the Pixar movies too. Like, we have a uh, we have a figure of uh, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, which he's amazing. Yes. He's awesome. But it's like there's no like playset with that. There's and there were Baymax. a lot of there were a lot of like pl- wait. 
Big Hero Six isn't a. Uh, I thought it had a place at. I don't think it has a, has a place. If it does, I need to get it, Chris. Uh, it probably doesn't. If if you don't think it does, it probably I, doesn't. I didn't think it did. I just yeah, thought it was so like, two figures. Man, yeah. So like you said that he says, you know that hey, we're we've kind of exhausted the uh, the the catalog here. I don't think they have like <laughs> in terms of stories and campaigns they could tell. Now maybe they want different gameplay. Uh, a lot of this, you know, 3.0 was based on Star Wars, and so that was different kind of gameplay than we've seen before. And, uh, you know, like, there was a lot of criticism with 2.0, like, we're just kind of like, well, this is just bland. Yeah, we have an open world kind of thing, but, like, it's just kind of like, what is this? Uh, and then they got a lot more specific with 3.0, and they're doing some unique things with Battlegrounds. So, like, maybe they do something more unique. Maybe they do, like, a racing thing with cars or something like that. Like, we've had the cars um, playset. But maybe they do something where it's like more broad, where we see, uh, you know, something like that. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. What, like what? What? I I wouldn't have seen this coming necessarily. This yeah. battleground set. Like yeah. whenever we heard heard that it was announced, we're like, oh, that that makes perfect sense. It's awesome. Like I hadn't thought of that. That like sounds so cool. Yeah. So maybe there'll, there'll be something else like that that where it's like will blow our minds that we couldn't even think of. Right. Uh. So no, no. Uh. Big Hero Six playset that you mm. can all you can get. Uh. Hero. And you can get uh, Baymax as figures, but they do not exist as a playset. So maybe, I mean, that would make sense if they if they brought out um, a Big Hero Six playset. But again, if they've already brought out the figures, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Um, but with the television show, there's going to be a new Big Hero Six television show on Disney XD coming out sometime. So maybe they update some things for that. I mean, I feel like that's a cool way to go as well because we do know that there's some crossover with like Disney XD and things because there's a Phineas and um, and a Perry the Platypus Disney Infinity figure. Mm-hmm. Um, only you can only use them in the toy box really, and I haven't really experimented a ton with the toy box. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're available to use there. And I played it. I mean, it's it's fun if you like to spend. Like, I just, you know, I, again, we go back to how much time I have to game. Like, right. I don't have a lot of time just to fool around and and build things in the toy box. I like, I enjoy Minecraft, but I don't even enjoy that as much as I, I want to. You know, like, right. not in the the terms of. Okay, I phrased that wrong. I don't get to enjoy that and spend time with it as much as I would like to. Right. So, like, you know, if. This is just not not something I'm going to spend time in. I'm going to spend time in a more directed kind of like storyline right. campaign kind of thing. Well, and I think about Disney Infinity in terms of like, okay, so the campaigns are really awesome for like you and I. But if like if I think about whenever we were young and we were like kids, mm. like we would get maybe two games every year. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then like but, but we would spend so much time in those games. And yeah. so I think like Disney Infinity is one of those games that – it's like if you're gonna if if a kid is gonna get one game a year, they could be perfectly happy with yeah. Disney Infinity. You know, I mean, obviously, it takes a lot as far as the figures go, and a lot of uh, maybe maybe more of a, a monetary investment than people want to spend, right. or, or or that sort of thing. But being Disney Infinity, if you you know, I was getting in there, and I was the only things really I've done in the toy box uh, so far have been like farming things. Like you get mm-hmm. in, you go, oh let's let's tell our little sidekick to go farm some stuff, and mm-hmm. like you're you're collecting things so you can level up and all this stuff. And I mean, it's cool stuff, and it's just a lot of stuff that, like you said, takes a lot of time. And so it's yeah. like, eh, well, I haven't spent a ton of time in there because there's a ton of other experiences that I have right. that are just waiting for me. So right. Um, yeah. Well, that's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at Chris2250. And John Wright777. And at stayontargetpod. Please check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Subscribe to us, leave us reviews. We enjoy that kind of stuff. We thank you for those who have. Yeah. I don't know what's going up in the podcast in the future. 
We'll figure it out. Like at the end of this month, I think uh, there's a we start into the summer movie season. Like um, Civil War comes out oh and gosh. World of Warcraft, all this kind of stuff. But for the most of this rest of this month, we'll probably just do some more like topic driven podcasts. Yeah. So sweet. if you have any topics, you should tweet at us. Yes. And uh, or I think we still have a form on the uh, on the website on SandTargetPodcast.com. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, tweet at us and then uh, t- talk to us about what you want to talk about. Uh, something else I wanted to ask about. What were you talking about earlier today? Hmm. Um, I was going to ask people if they wanted to comment. Never mind, because I don't remember. But if there's anything of interest to you that we've talked about today, <laughs> tweet at us. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Um, if you are at all interested, check out this this weekend. WrestleMania is this Sunday. The Rock is going to be there. You know my love for The Rock. That's the only reason I bring it up. Chris, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Oh, I smell what he's cooking. <laughs> I love The Rock. Dude, The Rock is awesome. Yeah, so... I'm going to be watching that. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.